there are six primo spring breaks for you to tie heartstrings, make memories with your family, build up capitals, and not lose your head financially while you do it. Hi, I'm Steve. For nearly 30 years, I've been a pastor, a disciple maker, and what I really love doing is helping guys be better followers of Christ and better leaders at home. I'm Mark, a certified financial planner with an MBA and an Ivy League degree who wants to make sure you're making the smartest money decisions possible. And this is Abraham's Wallet. Join us weekly and create a culture in your family of multi-generational prosperity, spiritually, relationally, physically, intellectually, and financially. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Now, before we get into our subject, which I'm eager to talk about. I have a little bit of exciting news for you personally, Mark. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Um, the Abe's wallet hoodie, the, 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 the taupe slash golden Abe's wallet hoodie is it's, it's ready for manufacture. Oh, wow. And so what does that mean for all the people listening who may or may not have heard about it? If you're part of AWHQ, the private community for our elite donors who have given at least $5 a month to make this happen, they have already seen images of this. But what about just the casual listener? Yeah, well, for the casual listener, uh, we we have a designer whose work we love. And uh, he's he's coughed up a few designs. And for us, the number one was this hoodie design, which on the front of it, if you've seen the Abe's Wallet logo that has this kind of sunrise, looks kind of hand-drawn sunrise with some, not all of the colors of the rainbow for obvious reasons, but a, there's a rainbow over this sunrise. And the, it, the tagline says, build something that lasts, which I think is a really great way of considering what we want to help families do. And then on the back is Abe with the Abraham's wallet kind of crest around him. It's going to be very soft. And what I can tell you is that uh, not only do our adult humans on the AWHQ enjoy the look of this hoodie, I can also say that the the teens and the preteens are very into it as well, which I think, wow, if you can straddle both of those, you're doing quite well. And is there any chance that we're going to get this hoodie into the hands of the listener before hoodie season is completely donezo? Well, I think that's very possible. Exactly. If you consider springtime to be the end of that season, if you have preteen girls, that season can go throughout the summer for some bizarre reason. I don't understand. But here's our process. What we're going to do is at abrahamswallet.com, we're just going to make a post, which is going to feature one, our images of said sweatshirt hoodie and a link to, you just click on this thing. And there it is right for you in PayPal. Boom. We're going to say it's 50 bucks because we want to create a little margin for uh, one shipping. We're going to ship it for free wherever you are. And we also don't know how many orders we're going to get. So we're going to say it's 50 bucks this time around. And we're going to put a time limit on it also. Now, this episode's coming out late ish February. So 
what we're going to say is we're shutting it down come, I know this is quick, but we're going to shut it down March 1st. So we're going to leave it open for like a week and a half. Which means if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what? I only have 24 hours that aren't Lodo February hours. Um, We will have it open all day on March 1st. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's true. If you're waiting to pull the trigger. um, Yeah, if you want to be super responsible. Yeah, you can do that. And then uh, we'll, we'll shut her down and we'll ship them out. And on that note, I'm so grateful for our donors. We ask people, if you regularly receive from us, we'd appreciate five bucks a month. And the more people do that, the better things go. And we're very pleased for anybody that does that. Just so you know, this hoodie is not part of a charitable donation. You can be a 501c3 and sell products for just what they cost you. So we're doing that. It'll be a separate thing. Um, so it's, these funds are not, are not mixed. So just FYI, this won't be a tax deductible thing. This is actually a product you're buying. So FYI, spring break is coming soon and we want you equipped to think rightly about it and certainly to use your money in a way that serves your family as opposed to hurts your family. You can spend money over spring break in a way that is counterproductive to what God wants done in your home. So, Mark, what are what, what's a favorite spring break memory of yours in your in your formative growing up years with your family of origin? What what what, what springs to mind? Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong, but I can't remember that we ever took a spring break trip of any sort so okay my favorite spring bake memory shoot i don't know we did what what i do remember is going skiing with people we had a ski break that happened earlier so that families could go try that out and that was fun but was there any intentionality thought or sort of family vision behind any travel that we did during the school year in this way i i think the answer is no Okay. Well, so that, I mean, that, that is a, a warning. This is a word to the wise. Don't duplicate what has happened for Mark and happened and for many families, which is you just kind of take life as it comes. And if there's a good deal on a trip, you take the trip or think, well, I don't think we have time for that. This go around and that is certainly a hallmark of generations past is like no strategy, no intentionality, no forethought. That's what we're trying to save you from. I remember distinctly my probably 10th grade year going as a family to Colorado. And it was, it's, we weren't exactly a skiing family, but we did it on this time. I'm pretty sure we stayed at a timeshare. One of a few problematic financial decisions made by my father and of course, my sister and I took to it very easily, had a great time. Dad was kind of willing to give it a go. Mom wobbled her way down the slope a couple of times and said, I- I'm going to wait at the bottom for you guys. So I remember that always made it not quite as fun to feel like mom's kind of sacrificing herself for us to do this. That That never felt fun to me as a kid. I wanted us to all do something together, but it felt very exotic. I mean, I remember walking around in snow going like, this is crazy. 
or seeing people in a hot tub while it's freezing cold outside and thinking, this is wild. This is a completely different culture. So your time with your children is a precious commodity and you don't have an endless amount of it. I'm sure you've heard this verse. Psalm 90:12 says, teach us to number our days aright that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. So if you're like me, you look at your kids and you go, how did they get this big this quick? Where is the time going? And as we often say, when you're in the like diapering days, the days crawl by and the years, certainly the weeks and months scream by. And the, we don't have endless time with our kids. Here's another one, Ephesians 5, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. So don't be foolish and understand what the will of the Lord is. So that's what we want to do. We want to make the best use of the time that we have with our families as possible. And I, I just feel always the pressure of making the most of these child training years. I, I would just met with a guy right before sitting down with you, Mark, and he's telling me, I've only got 10 years of this girl under my roof that I can be sure of. You know, who knows what happens after high school graduation, but that's what I know. And I feel that the clock is ticking. That's an interesting statement. If anybody's ever like done that math and go, this is how much time I have left to form my child. What am I doing about it? So this is why we make goals. This is why we look at calendars for the upcoming year in December. This is, this is the whole reason that we recommend these summits that we call them to go away and make goals and actually consider what are our windows of opportunity in the coming year? What are the things that we have to have on our calendars to train our children? Not just for, I mean, I'm, I'm using the word training. Yes, there's worldview that happens, but there's also should be so many heartstring tying fun times that we have with our children because the, the the kind of family values, the family relationships that we want built into them, those things don't happen by accident. And you've got to make a decision that I'm going to use this time to do these things. And I, I think spring break is one of these magical times that we have available to us. So we want to make sure that we are hitting five capitals when we look at a, an entire year. So how are you building your family spiritually? How are you building the relationships in your family? And there are times to emphasize those. You know, you might think, well, I feel like our kids are in a good place intellectually, but I don't feel like we feel very connected emotionally. Whoa. Okay. Well, you've got a little window here. Dad, could you take a few days off? Even if it's like, could you take a Thursday, Friday? Could you take a half day Thursday and a full day Friday and turn and turn that into a four day weekend, you know, just to spend some quality time creating a connection with your kids? Or maybe you'd say, well, well I think we're good relationally. I, I, however, think that we're kind of lacking as far as spiritual growth goes. Okay, well, take this same amount of time, whatever you can get and focus it. Say, we're going to do family devotionals every day. We're, we're going to go to a place where we can sit under some good teaching. I'm imploring any parents out there as we talk about spring break that you consider the spiritual and relational benefits of spending quality time with your family during spring break. I know you, dad, I know that you might could push your sales numbers up by two and a half percent. Oh, if I just take another week at work, I, I get it. 
But spring break isn't just another like project to plan or administrate. This is one of those moments in a calendar year when you can really make some hay when it comes to forming your family and forming the heart of your children. So our question is when you go into your, when as you're thinking of your spring break, what capitals need the most attention for your crew right now? If you think that it should be a spiritual kind of trip, I feel like we're all kind of dead spiritually. Great. You, you could discuss learnings every day as a family. You could send everybody away for five or 10 minutes. Just we're all going to study the same passage. You could study different passages. And then we're all going to get together over hot chocolate and cookies. And we're all just going to talk about what we learned. And then you can spin off, Dad, and, and make comments on what anybody's saying. Oh, that's so important, Jenny that you came up with that idea about honesty from, from Proverbs. Man, let me tell you this story from my past. And you share your heart, share your stories, and you're creating a culture within your family. If I was in that spot where I really wanted a kind of a spiritual getaway, I wouldn't concern myself with doing anything wild and crazy. I would go away. I'd try to see if I could crash on at a friend's lake house, do something that's quiet and removed. Mark, I might try to crash in your wonderful mountain house and, and see how that goes. Is that, you still own that thing? Uh, as of right this moment, yes. But there's people walking through it considering whether they're going to fix that for me right now. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I might be uh, crashing on the floor while they're walking through and I could, I could tell them how great it is while I'm on my spiritual spring break. Yeah. Um, a couple things to chime in there. I think it's really important if you're doing a spiritual trip, ask yourself what times have been really nourishing spiritually for our family and and go to school on those. Because if lots of time in the word and family worship is like a way that you felt like, wow, we really benefited from that. Great. You can You can make a whole week around that type of activity if you think... We've never worshipped as a family together, and the one time I tried to lead us in a family quiet time, everyone cried. Please don't plan on building spiritual <laughs> capital in your family by taking a whole week where you go to some remote spot and think that because you're going to traumatize your children. Fair. So that doesn't mean you can't take a spiritual trip. It just means... <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like, oh, we should just find a family who seems to be really good at stuff that we haven't figured out yet. And we're just going to shadow them. You know, I just want people to know that it doesn't have to be like, okay, this is going to be a serious Bible time trip to be a spiritual trip. And where your kids are on ages has a lot to do with that. I mean, shoot, last weekend on Shabbat, I was sitting with my youngest and, and I had kind of some activities that we were going to do as we read the scriptures and prayed. And sure enough, she ended up in tears because after 10 minutes, everybody else in the family had something going on and I didn't notice, but she was sitting there with no idea what she was supposed to be doing. And so you just have to be thoughtful and, and it was very sweet, but like you have to be thoughtful about where your family's at and what the appropriate activities and the unique things about who you've got in the crew and go, well, we're just not ready for X, Y, or Z. Don't feel like that means we're not good enough Christians. No, it just, that's your job, dad. Like find the things that are actually going to be spiritually nourishing and do those. Don't try to do things that you think are spiritually, you know, 
significant enough to be called a spiritual weekend. That's a great tip. We are doing a, what I would think of as a spiritual trip this, this year, and it's not going to be, you know, sit with your Bible and see if you can have some insights. We're going, we're doing a uh, mission trip that we're not running. Other people are, are leading the trip. We're just going along. The exciting thing for us, my wife is Mexican and we are going to Mexico to an orphanage and serving there. And we're really excited to kind of have, it's going to be our family's first kind of immersion week in the Spanish speaking culture. And it'll be the first time that my children have been in a atmosphere of service that happens around the clock. Something I'm, I'm really excited about. I'm very comfortable in that environment. You know, I could throw a sleeping bag on a concrete floor and make it okay. That's outside their experience. So this will be a spiritually forming time because, primarily because, I'm going to use it as a, as a form to talk to them about character and about what service means and what Jesus calls us to, etc. So that could be any kind of service trip. If, if dad was willing to take that role. So I just throw that in as that's another kind of spiritual trip. I would say you can plan on a trip being one capital and get there and it turns out to be another. Um, this was the case with us. We took a big trip to India and we thought it was like an adventure and, and an intellectual trip. And there was a ton of just spiritual because it, like you said, it was the first time my family had been in a place with extreme poverty. We had friends on the ground who were doing ministry work there and they they were able to allow us to connect with people in a way we didn't expect on, on the way in so it's okay to to have a plan and then to go well it looks like we could actually grab you know you guys are going to go to mexico maybe you could grab a little intellectual capital and all practice your spanish while you're there like great for sure for sure yeah you know i was also thinking about the relational trip I feel like we just need to be more connected then always doing something kind of adventure whether whether it's camping or it's a hiking trip or whatever, those are not only tend to be light on the pocketbook, uh, but they're really good for relationships because it feels like you're doing a project together. And anytime you're relying on one another, that's really good for relationships. I just have to throw out here a, a, a project that a friend has, which is a it's a series of camps in Wyoming, which are called the New Frontier. My friend is Chris Hartenstein that has this thing called the New Frontier. And I've never been out to Wyoming with Chris, but I have so many friends who have. And he does specifically these couples weekends. He does a father-son weekend. And it's like the most beautiful place you can imagine in Wyoming. And it's it's rugged and it's frontier. And everyone sings the praises of this deal. So I just have to throw a little a little sunshine his way. Do you have any thoughts on taking a week that specifically to build relational connections in your family? Yeah, I mean, this isn't spring break. I, I don't think we would do this for spring break, but my wife and I had kind of stumbled into a beach trip a few years ago, and it was so good for our marriage that I said, it doesn't have to be, we, we went to the Dominican Republic and it was really fancy and fun. I said, it doesn't have to be like this level every year. But up until that point in our marriage, I had never 
just been able to stomach a week of sitting on the beach. It felt like such a waste of time. I was like, I want to go do things. I want, and for some reason on this trip, it kind of clicked in my mind that just like unplanned days, time sitting next to each other, maybe reading books, maybe just chatting dinners together every night, just the two of us, like whether that's three nights or four nights or five nights, it was so good for our marriage that I said, we need to make this happen every year in some form or fashion. So that was like a couple's relational trip. And then the, I would say that we've had, we've had family relational trips. So our spring break, we'll be spending with a freaking ton of cousins in the house. And it's not going to be restful in any way because there's babies and toddlers and yes. all this stuff. But we will be kind of, building relationship outside of our immediate family, which is great at a level that we don't get, even though we live down the street from all these people. I want to just make a comment about the sort of beach vacation idea. And, you know, not every spring break trip, as we're describing, needs to be a vacation, so to speak. But if you're thinking, no, we want the vacation, we're stressed, we're tired, we need to vacate. I don't think there's anything wrong with a beach trip. It can be a really wonderful thing. However, I do still recommend that people think through what they're going to be doing as opposed to we're just showing up and we're just out of gas and we're just going to turn on Netflix and just be here. That's not good. So that's one of the reasons that we created our strategic vacation guide is to help you think through a couple of things like what do I need? What does my spouse need right now? What would be an ideal day? And, and this is so simple, but for me, I love to go to bed early and I love to wake up refreshed at like 6 a.m. and just feel like I don't need any more sleep. I feel great. Let's go exercise. And honestly, having exercise for like two hours and then having a light breakfast as my children wake up at 8.30 in the morning, I'm already having a fantastic day. But I know that if I don't plan for it, I will not go to bed at 10 o'clock. I will just hang around and loaf around. And now it's after midnight. And now I just guaranteed that I'm not going to enjoy the next morning as much as I would if I did a strategic thinking through that time. So, you know, so, so simple. If you plan accordingly, if you ask good questions, then you can say, well, what kind of FaceTime would we want to actually talk together? And you might say, I just want 30 minutes a day with my spouse that I can do that. Great. Well, we could catch up on what did we read today or, you know, what are we listening to or whatever. Just think through those things so that you don't fritter away these precious days. I'm going to kind of kick out something that's a little bit of a different framework here, but yeah. it's it's how we have thought about even all the trips we planned this year we did using kind of this framework is just we looked at our family vision statement which is something that we've developed over a few years that just says, here's what we think our assignment as unique people that God has put together for a reason as a family. This is what we think our assignment is right now in the kingdom. And we have a, a sentence that describes that and it has different words. And what I said is, I think we should activate this thing with the time that we spend where we, we have full control over our week. So our family vision statement is, in truth and love, we cultivate well-ordered households built for endurance and abundance. Yeah. So when I think about how we're going to use our trip time or our, our break time, I think, well, I would like one 
period of time per year for us to really focus on abundance. That doesn't have to be a vacation. For us, that week is often Sukkot because it's a redesigned festival of abundance. But I thought, you know, we need some endurance. And Steve, you've been on an endurance-themed trip with me before, (laughs) and you know that I can sometimes push that one a little too far. So uh, With zeal. Yeah. So some of the stuff that we've done, like we've said, well, we want to do a, a backpacking trip. And it, does, it doesn't need to be very hardcore to be quite an endurance event when you're talking about kids carrying around right. everything they're going to need for four days or three days. You know, we this summer, we are taking a trip to somebody that has a farm. And we're going at harvest time and we're going to work early in the morning and we're going to do stuff that we would never do. And that's a little bit of just like, can we experience both the endurance part and like get to to have some intellectual capital bill? Like we don't know how to harvest beets, but our buddy says, I'll have your 12 year old driving a combine and it'll be really fun. So we'd kind of have gone through the family vision statement and use that as a way to say, we want each each vacation that we take, whether that's traveling or not, to have some connection to activating this family vision for for ourselves. And, you know, I, I think history says we will have swings and misses and some home runs in there. So yeah. that's okay. But that's at least what our intention is going into yeah. how we plan out our year in this way. Yeah, I, I, I love your making that point about endurance connected to your family vision. And again, looking at your entire year and thinking, there is a diet that I want for my family. And we can take this week that's specifically for spiritual growth, a mission trip. We're going to take this week that's specifically for character growth or physical endurance. That's that's that week. We're going to do that in the summer. We're going to do this thing in the Christmas break. Again, just indulging for a week. We're just going to eat anything we think of. Nobody's on a schedule. Watch whatever you want. That makes you American. That that doesn't make you a disciple, and it doesn't make you a strategic family. So we don't want that nonsense, that, that thoughtlessness coming into our worlds. That's why it's your job, dad, to think through the year and think, how are we going to use these moments? So I wanted to give an example of an intellectual trip, which we're uh, we're not, I mean, we will be doing some intellectual growth in Mexico in spring break, but I wanted to talk about a trip that we took in the fall. If you're like me, what my children hear from me when it comes to talking about the USA or the government, certainly politicians, is a bunch of grousing. That's what they hear mostly from me and some sort of wishful talk about the yesteryear. I don't want my children to be cynical about where we live. I want them to have God's heart, hello, for the place that we live. And so I thought it's, you know, it's time for our family to go to D.C., and see all of these places in Washington, D.C. That are, that are foundational to what our country is and how it operates. So we took a trip to D.C. We went with another family. We rented a big house. And me and the other dad, we masterminded a touring schedule that was a mix of educational and fun. We did have little kids on the trip. So we we went to a fall festival and we went to an outdoor rec center and we try to mix all of that stuff in. 
but we also we went to the Supreme Court and we got to tour the insides of the Supreme Court. And yes, I wrote my senator on time, which you have to do. And we got a tour of the White House. You know, we got to do all of these really wonderful educational things. But again, we took the evening bike tour of the monuments, you know, tried to make things interesting, fun. But what I think what made that really the most impactful is that me and the other dad, we went out of our way to create a an intellectual container for the kids of what we were seeing. So we would give them a little preview of the day at breakfast. We wanted them to learn your grand old flag. We'd sing that or the Battle Hymn of the Republic. We'd tell them what we're doing that day, why it's important that we say a little prayer, and now we're off. And that created a context for the kids to, to be learning all this intellectual stuff. A fantastic trip. The kids loved it. And, you know, on the side, I happen to know that they learned a lot as well. So there's an example of an intellectual trip. So I said that finances is what powers this whole thing. And we've got to be financially sensitive about what we're trying to do. Mark, this is your arena, I'm told. What, what, what are your thoughts on how people do this wrong, how we can do it better, et cetera? Yeah, I have a couple thoughts. I would say maybe with the exception of visiting the grocery store, if that's a place where you struggle to stick to budget. But, but one of the number one places that I see people make a mistake when it comes to how they financially plan for sort of ongoing general life operations is in this area of travel and vacations and things. And I call it the the kind of YOLO move where it's you only live once like, hey, we didn't budget for this trip, but our friends are going to Breckenridge to ski and man, let's do it. Let's let's do it. I And we've talked about all sorts of ways I can get you in trouble in the past. So dumb, dumb, dumb. Advice numero uno is and that that's Spanish that you might use that. Oh, thank you. You you need to plan for this, this component of life. And you need to be realistic in your planning. So I'm not saying that there's an actual dollar amount, but if you make $80,000 a year as a family, it's probably unreasonable to to plan on a, a schedule of trips and travel that's going to cost you $20,000 a year. That's <laughs> really yes. much. I guess maybe in certain circumstances it could happen, but... You need to plan and create experiences within the financial constraints that you have that accomplish what you're trying to do. And failing to do so just means all you're doing is saying, in the moment, I'm choosing to take the the things that I really wanted to accomplish as a family and punt them because something popped up that's shiny and looks like, oh, let's do it now. So you're always making that trade-off when you deviate from a plan. So don't do that. But We've done whole episodes on credit cards. I'm just going to mention that they certainly can be a trap. I talked to somebody today who told me, you know what? I actually have built credit card debt. And it blew my mind based on who I was talking to. I was like, what? But for a lot of you, that's not a, a struggle. You pay your credit cards off every month. It's not an unreasonable idea to see if you can do the Stephen Manual trick and see if there's any card out there that's offering 100,000 bonus miles to sign up. And you Come go, on now. That's enough for two plane tickets. That makes a trip that wouldn't have been possible in the budget possible. So 
don't be afraid to look for those rewards and travel programs and things like that. And kind of the last thing I would say is that you can be creative and create really cool opportunities. I mentioned our summer trip. That's going to cost us whatever gas to Minnesota costs us, which is not nothing. But we're going to stay with friends all along the way. We're driving. It's going to be uh, a very affordable excursion. And I have no doubt that we will have just as much fun as if we had all flown to Florida for a week of beach. So I, I don't think it has to be super super expensive to be fun. One trick that we've used before is, hey, this is a low budget vacation year. What cities have we never explored as a family and that we have a friend that lives there? Would they be interested in coming to Utah for a week? And Smart. we could just do a swap. And we live in, in a pretty cool place where there's mountains and people want to be here. But I'll tell you what, there's places that you might not think are places where you could create an experience like the ones we're talking about for your family. And you'd be wrong. So have I had a cool week exploring Kansas City? Yes, it's it's a cool place. I just think almost anywhere you can usually find a, a cool experience for your family if you just do a little bit of homework. I, I'm thinking about stuff you and I have done, Stephen, and middle of Wisconsin. We've found cool, interesting stuff to learn. And absolutely. Explore. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have made me think you mentioned my, uh, my willingness and perhaps prowess when, when it comes to the credit cards. I just want to throw out to the people regarding this trip to Mexico. So we're going with, there's a church leading this, leading this trip. We're going with this church, this orphanage, and we were presented. Now here's the group rate for travel. And then we want you to pitch in $400 a person for costs on the ground. We're staying at the orphanage, but we want to bring some supplies to the orphanage. And these are our costs to kind of get transportation and food, et cetera. And so we just went, now, hold on a second. And we, we looked, we started shopping against the group rate that they got for travel. And what we found was, if we handled our own itinerary and we came in one night earlier and stayed in a free hotel because we have points on our credit cards, stay in a free hotel that night, then meet up with a group the next day. We can fly out with the group out of McAllen. We can do a layover in Dallas on the way home, which they told us we could not do on the way home to stay in Dallas with our relatives over the Easter weekend and then be back in Cincinnati on Sunday night. And we did it for about a hundred dollars less per ticket than they were telling us that we could. Not to mention that one of the reasons that happened is because when I started cl clicking around, I see there's a, there's an offer from American airlines, get this credit card save $400 on your deal and you can get first bag free. Well, that's going to save us money, blah, blah, blah. Well, we don't fly on American Airlines very much, but I did the deal. You know that you know that first year is going to be free on that credit card. I made 400 bucks on the tickets. I'm getting these first bags free. We, we are saving money on this trip, et cetera. So, you know, with a little bit of uh, a little elbow grease, you can knock these costs way, way down. The last thing that I think we both wanted to chip in on is 
there's the there's the YOLO move where you say, well, we were saving for a car, but dang it, let's go on this vacation. We said, don't do that. That really hurts your financial plan. But you know what is like a dagger into the into the spleen of your financial plan is going into debt for oh. for a trip like this. Terrible idea. We don't think. <laughs> Can, can I say this? I don't think it's the Lord's will for you, no matter how much you think he's really telling me to go on, to go buy a trip for your family that you cannot afford. We can safely say that. Yeah. So don't don't put it on a credit card. Don't I mean, do put it on a credit card if you're getting four hundred dollars off and you can afford it. But sure. don't use debt to make something happen that you can't afford. We've said it a thousand times at the Abraham's Wallet podcast. That's not what debt is for. It's one of those making you slave to the lender moves that the scriptures over and over again warn about. So don't go into debt for yeah, excellent. a great family experience. Well, a few things that I'd like to look through administrative details before we sign off. One is that I, I really like uh, handing out resources to people. So if you look in our show notes, you're going to see a couple things. One is, if you're aware of Jeremy Pryor's Family Teams World, they take trips that they lead occasionally. I've been on one of their trips. Last year, we went to Israel. They are already taking reservations in faith that they're going to be taking another trip to Israel. You could go to Family Teams and and sign up for that. We recommend that. Uh, I'm going to put the link to New Frontier Ministries. That's the ranch in Wyoming. I've got a couple of vacation devotionals. If you're like, I'd like to insert a little spirituality, intentional heart building of truth and God's word into my family. I don't really know how to do that. Well, here, I'm going to hand you a couple of guides. They'll spoon feed you. Just read this today. Here's your theme for the day. So I'm going to put a couple of those in the show notes. I got, I got one real quick. You may have listened to our Half-Baked Ideas episode where we kicked around silly business ideas that were not very realistic. But I got a Half-Baked Idea here. This one's not funny, but why doesn't this exist, Steve? There should be some sort of organization or I I think of it like a travel agency. Like who needs a travel agency these days, right? We can all just buy our plane tickets online. Yes, absolutely. However... Man, if somebody could look at my vision statement and my annual goals summit and go in consultation with me, here's three things we want to hit this year and here's the budget and say, okay, here's the three things you're doing this year. Man, that would be worth, that feels like a whole world of of consultation and planning that would be worth so much. That would and be really cool. I don't know how these things work, but I, my impression is that a lot of times travel agents don't cost you any more because they get all their fees on the on the other side. Right. So this right. person is not only helping you activate your family vision and nail your five capitals, they're also getting kickbacks from all the 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 companies that pay the bill for you. So yeah, that's if that's who you are out there and you want to start this business. I'd say we're going to give you the first two advertisements here on the Abraham's Wallet for for completely free. That's right. Well, as you know, Mark, in the way that I consult with families when they're working on family vision statement and goals, 
that's one of the things that we consider is what are the trips that you could be taking with your family to build some of these things that are in your family vision. However, I don't then go, you know what would be great? Look, on March 17th, there's this opening for you to do a backpacking trip through the Grand Canyon. I don't do that. So yeah, as you say, that would be amazing. A family vision travel agency. It would be so cool. Somebody yeah, that would be great. We would love to hear anybody's tips and ideas on how to make a great spring break. If you've got money-saving tips for other families, we'd love for you to comment and we'd love to hear those. We always are interested in people doing that at AWHQ. We'd like comments on our YouTube channel as well. In conclusion, guys, please approach your spring break with intentionality. We recommend that you start thinking about your spring break plans at least in December of the year prior. You could be saving up all year for these kind of vacations so that you're not pinched, you're not trapped into whatever inspiration hits you at the moment, whatever ad you've seen lately for Disney cruises or whatever. But just know this is what we think is best for our family. We're going to save against that. And we want you to embrace these opportunities for growth and for tying heartstrings with your family. We want you to have a great spring break with your family. We want you to make the most of it. And uh, we don't want you to break the bank to do it. Hey, if you liked this content, be sure to like it and subscribe and share it with somebody. And remember, no matter how you're doing and leading your family, God's love for you is huge. And his grace is... Planet, planet, planet.